Star Wars 7x7 episode 354 today. Is The Phantom Menace really all that bad? Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and we are kicking off with a fun fact brought to you by the Birthday Fairy. Hey, you haven't seen the Birthday Fairy in a while. You know, sometimes I amaze even myself. Well, you half-witted nerf herder, this has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with Joel Edgerton, though. He is celebrating a birthday today. He is, of course, young Owen Lars in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And, fun fact, he also happens to be the brother of Nash Edgerton, who is Ewan McGregor's stunt double for the prequel trilogy. So, neat little thing to have the brothers on set together there. And Joel's actually a pretty hard-working guy. He's in half a dozen movies in 2015, either you know released already or yet to be released. So, And quite the pedigree just in general, like a long list of film credits if you look them up. So uh, this is another one of those situations where he's not a household name or anything like that, but he you know makes perfect sense in a Star Wars movie. Like He fits really well in there and yet is a decent actor with a lot of work to his name. So... Anyway, uh, if you happen to see him walking down the street, then say happy birthday to him for us and for yourself, too. All right, let's see what we've got going on today in life on Tweetoween. Well, I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Ah, uh, actually, I think he might have been trying to sneak one of these. This comes from the Sith Queen. She's actually one purple dragon on Twitter and has posted a photo that riffs off the Blue Moon Brewing Company's uh, beer logo, but it's the That's No Moon Treetop Pale Ale. <laughs> Claimed uh, to be brewed in the finest treehouse on Endor. Very cute. We've got that uh, label pictured at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Luke, you naughty boy, you. All right, let's see what we have in the swag bag today before we get to this episode's force feature. That's no moon. All right, well, now we are getting into barbecuing season, of course. And so what better time to reintroduce this one to you? It is the Darth Vader lightsaber barbecue fork. <laughs> uh, which actually is just a barbecue fork with a lightsaber handle on it. Not a bad idea. And uh, it's lovingly crafted to look very similar to Darth Vader's own implement of destruction. <laughs> and hopefully you will not be destroying things on the barbecue grill with it. But uh, we've got that at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com for you to check out and pick one up as well. And with that, we are going to dive into our Force feature. We are talking about the Phantom Menace today and whether it's really all that bad. Now, for a while in my career, I was rather obsessed with movie reviews, and <laughs> in fact, I was writing a, a satirical series of movie reviews called The Dysfunctional Family of Five Reviews, but uh, I digress. Um, the point is, is that I've been thinking about movie reviews a lot, and especially considering that I've had a couple of experiences with Rotten Tomatoes, which is probably my favorite uh, aggregating site for reviews, where the aggregation just did not match up with the experience. And it was really kind of shocking. So, you know, it made me stop and think, well, maybe I should really kind of look at things a little bit differently. And why not start with Star Wars? So... There was a piece actually on StarWars.com talking about the positive reviews that Attack of the Clones got, and I'm going to talk about Attack of the Clones in a future episode, but let's start at the beginning with The Phantom Menace, shall we? Or at least the beginning as some would purport to call it. <laughs> 
So Rotten Tomatoes has The Phantom Menace at a 57%, which is just three points shy of what they would call certified fresh. And there are like just over 100 reviews. 53 of them are by their top critics. In other words, people with uh, either websites or more than likely newspapers and uh, magazines that you have heard of and I have heard of. And I got to say... You know, it doesn't bode well when Peter Travers from Rolling Stone, who seems to like everything ridiculously and just oversells everything, when he writes a review that says the actors are wallpaper, the jokes are juvenile, there's no romance, and the dialogue lands with the thud of a computer instruction manual. I mean, to me, that's almost like somebody's paid him off to be negative about the movie. But there were two reviews I read in particular, because yes, I was looking for the positive. I mean, we all get down on The Phantom Menace, and some of us more than others. But I was looking for the the positive things, and Roger Ebert wrote some tremendously thoughtful stuff about the movie, as did Janet Maslin for The New York Times. It was really just kind of amazing and humbling to read their reviews from 1999, and it actually helped me regain a little bit of the wonder and excitement that I had for the old movies and thinking about these. And I know I'm going to be watching The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith again soon because I'm going to want to watch them before I see The Force Awakens again, and it's been a while since I've seen them. But having the opportunity to check out something like that really just kind of touched me, and I'm going to link to them at the blog post for this show's episode so you can check them out too. Ebert talks about Lucas's uh, abundance of exhilaration and the sense of discovery in scene after scene in The Phantom Menace. And at the outset, he calls it an astonishing achievement in imaginative filmmaking. And then goes on to say, if some of the characters are less than compelling, perhaps that's inevitable. This is the first story in the chronology and has to set up characters who, we already know, will become more interesting with the passage of time. Brilliantly put, I'd say. And Maslin notes that uh, there are film series that grow palpably desperate for inspiration as they age, but Star Wars isn't one of them. If the real force at work is Mr. Lucas's boyish belief in the sci-fi universe he's created, then it hasn't dimmed. I don't know, maybe I'm just looking for good writing in defense of the prequel trilogy, and if that's something that you're interested in too, then I highly recommend you check out these links that we've got at the blog post for this show's episode. Hey Rebel Rousers, do you have a dock that you drop your phone into to play podcasts or stream music? I do, and it was supposed to make my life more convenient, but I have to walk over to it every few minutes for phone calls or text messages, or to clear out notifications announcing that my troops were finished training in Star Wars Commander... But then we got the Coolstream Duo, a little device that plugs into the 30-pin adapter on our music player and connects to my phone via Bluetooth. Check it out at CoolStreamDuo.com. Let's see. Yes, trivia time. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Last time we asked you who, besides Luke, did Yoda say had, quote, much anger in him, unquote. And that would be Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader. We'll give you that. Today's question, what sector were Imperial ships detected in during the second Death Star battle? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Star Wars 7x7. The Force is my ally, and so are you, when you give Star Wars 7x7 a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. It means a lot, especially in helping me be discovered by more heroic people like you. For show notes, swag links, and our Star Wars breaking news Twitter feed, go to sw7x7.com. It's not a trap, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!